Welcome to Is This Working? A podcast that questions how modern work impacts our lives. The tools we use to work have changed drastically, but how we work hasn't. In this podcast, we explore how we can make work work better for us. We're your hosts, me, Anna Codrarado, and me, Tiffany Philippou. This show isn't about the future of work. This is about what's happening in work right now. We're back. Yeah, we said we were going on a break and yet we've gone back to work, especially because we're getting quite concerned about all the advice out there about working from home. So we thought we had to intervene and give you some real thoughts about working from home. Yeah. So even though we've kind of technically gotten out of office on the podcast, we have come back into the physical office, although I never left it because the physical office is just my house. Yeah, I think for me, what really motivated me to walk to your house to record this episode was when I read about people saying how you should get dressed properly. Yeah, no, we need to bust those myths. (laughs) All right, should we do some myth busting? Yep. So this is the Is This Working? Out of Office special. Everything you need to know about how to work from home. start with the beginning of the day yeah I think what we should do is run through what a typical day for a home worker looks like and hit point by point all of the stuff that you need to be thinking about and how working at home looks different to being sat in an office well the best thing about working from home is you can wake up when you want to yeah so you taught me this a few months ago when we very first launched the podcast but you don't use an alarm. And ever since you told me that, I've stopped using one. Yeah, I remember when we had that episode, it was so controversial. People were like, oh, wow, you wake up with an out an alarm. But actually what happens is you, I find I wake up a lot earlier. And because what kind of happens in life is people set an alarm for a lot earlier than they actually need to wake up and then they snooze for ages and then they feel rubbish and blah, blah, blah. But First of all, you have more time because you don't have to commute. So even if you do wake up a bit later, that's totally fine. But I found over time that now I actually wake up on most days really, really early and I just naturally wake up. And because I know I don't have to go anywhere, it's so easy to get out of bed and get your cup of tea and come back to your room and read. And it's just lovely. And I'm glad that you're now part of the No Alarm Clock Club. Well, also the other thing that I think is, is really good to think about is that maybe it might be quite daunting the prospect of not using an alarm especially if you've never done it before and especially if it's your first day working from home and you do have a boss to check in with or whatever the case might be but those principles of recuperating that time that you would be spent getting ready and then commuting to work claw back that time and and actually use it in a really valuable way so you were just saying how um you get a cup of tea and then you read a bit in the morning I think doing something like that first thing is so much more pleasant and such a nicer way to start your day than 
hitting the snooze button about seven times and then rushing around getting ready, not having time to eat and then dashing out the door and then having to get on a train to go to work. So if you can use that time in the morning for it to actually be, you know, quote unquote me time, I think you might find that the rest of your day will also just pan out a lot better. Yeah. And if it will take a couple of days to get into the rhythm and you might have to catch up on some sleep. But what I suggest is if you're one of those people that almost would be more anxious without an alarm kind of to ease yourself into it literally set an alarm for the absolute latest you have to be on slack to say hi to your boss or whatever because you can always just go online say hi then go and have your breakfast and tea and come back to your laptop so like literally set it for as late as possible as you kind of ease into this new world but honestly it's a game changer you'll find you wake up earlier you feel better you're a nicer person because of it and your morning is great so okay we've got up we've got ready now we need to figure out we're not getting ready we've just got up we just got up yeah (laughs) well so that's the other thing is that people will tell you when you work from home to not work in your pajamas and I really really disagree with that because I am sat okay I'm not in pajamas but I am sat right here in a tracksuit and being able to break free from the shackles of workwear and having to wear makeup and all of that stuff has completely transformed the way I work. And I would not say that I am now less productive because I don't wear appropriate work attire to write my articles and record the podcast. I would say quite the opposite. I feel that I'm no longer having to worry about all of this stuff and I am just comfortable. I can't sit, I find it so hard to sit in jeans at, at a desk I just can't I just don't think um you, you can actually work properly when wearing jeans and it always used to be such a struggle for me to find trousers that were work appropriate office appropriate but also comfortable and now I have now found those from the privacy of my own home and they are tracksuit bottoms yeah I have two tracksuit bottoms I have my smart tracksuit bottoms and my less smart tracksuit bottoms and then I have two hoodies one that's well the same smart and less smart and I wear the smarter ones to your house and then at home I wear the less smart ones and yeah it's just so nice to be sat in really comfortable clothing and suddenly you feel so free I I can't wear jeans anymore actually what full stop basically yeah because I'm so used to feeling like free and comfortable yeah exactly and also you know what the thing is is that I have to say I've said don't you know wear tracksuit or whatever stay in your pajamas but I think the real point here is just to do whatever feels right for you so I've had people say to me that you know oh I I have to wear I know I know someone who wear shoes when they work from home because they just feel that that puts them in the right mindset and I think it doesn't really matter what your thing is if you need to wear shoes wear shoes if you do want to put on a suit or your jeans or whatever you do you but the point is is that you don't have to worry about the optics you're not going outside and you don't have to kind of conform to any sort of arbitrary rules you can just you can do your own thing basically I think it's like the alarm clock thing like you might need to sort of transition into this new world so you might want to half dress smart or half get dressed but actually over time I think similarly it's I do think working from home is a bit of a practice and once you get used to the practice of wearing tracksuit bottoms I think it's pretty hard to come back from that yeah definitely I completely agree so we've sort of got dressed should we have breakfast? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a big believer in in breakfast. Um, always have been. Try to always find time for it, even when I did go into an office. Um, but that's the other thing is what I really love about working from home is 
being able to just eat good home cooked food at sort of at all meal points starting with breakfast so um you know you don't have to have a banana or a granola bar on the bus you can actually have a fry up if you want basically i have two breakfasts (laughs) (laughs) so i have i have my pre-breakfast because i wake up quite hungry um and my pre-breakfast is something either like a yogurt or uh, I'm really into the banana and kale smoothie with peanut butter that you got me into. Um, So I have my pre-breakfast and then I'll work for a bit and then I'll have my second breakfast, which will be like um, scrambled eggs or I'm quite into frittatas at the moment with a bit of spinach and goat cheese. So yeah, so I have those two breakfasts. It's like a breakfast starter and then a breakfast main. Yeah, but with like an hour or so in between. And um, Again, like I just, I get hungry quite quickly. I need to eat really, really regularly, which is why the office did not suit me at all. Well, I don't know about you, but what I really struggled with in offices is um, people watching, commenting on what I would eat. So I, if I would have had two breakfasts, I'm sure I would have got comments because I, I just have all these vivid memories of kind of microwaving my chickpea salad and someone making a comment about, you know, oh, that looks really healthy or, you know, all these kinds of things. And I would feel really insecure having two breakfasts. Even if if, that, if my heart was telling me I wanted two breakfasts, I might not do that in an office because of I'd be worried about what other people would think. Yeah, I find the office culture around food quite tricky, actually. And yeah, it's that feeling watched kind of thing. Um, but yeah, in the freedom of your own home, you can eat as many breakfasts as you like. And again, it's a bit like alarm clock. It's a bit like the clothes thing. You can actually break the rules. Like who says you should have one breakfast? Like where did that even come from? And so you can just rewrite the rules that suit you based on how you're feeling. And I know that I feel that I need to eat really regularly. Some people might eat, you know, eat more in one sitting. But um, yeah, again, you're breaking the rules. You can have two breakfasts. Um, By the time we get to the end of the ideal day of working from home, I think it'll be really hard for people to go back into their offices after the uh, quarantine has been lifted. But anyway, moving swiftly on, should we talk about how to kind of plan your day? Because I I do that around my breakfast time. Same. So first thing in the morning, um, even before I do my reading, actually, I plan my day and what I do is I write down like either half an hour by half an hour or an hour by an hour and I plan exactly what I'm going to do when and the kind of I actually plan what I'm going to eat as well so that I don't have to think about that and I plan a lot of my activities around when I'm eating as well I sound really obsessed with food <laughs> but um like when I'm going to go to the gym based on when I'm not going to be full and blah 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 and when I'm going to have my shower Um, I know we're going to talk about housework later but like when I'm going to do that so I like literally plan everything out and that just really orders my day and like work-wise I just plan what's the most important thing that has to be done today as well. So what I do is um, before I start planning my day I do a bit of I don't really know I mean I don't really know what you call this but I kind of I do an exercise where I get the gunk out of my head is how I like to think about it. So um, I will, and sometimes I do this kind of immediately after I wake up, but more recently I've been doing it. um, I'll get up, I might read some, I might read a bit. You've kind of put me onto this business of reading in the morning um, and walk the dog, have my breakfast and then do this exercise. But anyway, what I do is it's, um, I write down a couple of things that I'm grateful for because I like to start my day with a woo-woo gratitude practice. Sounds really cheesy, but honestly, it's life-changing. So I just write down some things I'm grateful for that morning. Um, 
And then what I also do is, um, this is, people may have already heard of this. It's um, quite well known. It's called Morning Pages and it's from the book, The Artist Way. Not that I've actually read the book. I've just know about this practice, by the way, full disclaimer. Um, But anyway, all it is, is basically you just stream of consciousness, write down everything that's on your mind over kind of, the aim is three pages. Um, To be honest, I normally get to about, two and a half pages and by the way I have a tiny little notebook so it's not even A4 it's what's a small A5 smaller than A4 um but anyway the point is that you just like you write everything down that's in your head just to get it out and so to kind of like clear the cobwebs and clear your mind to be prepared to take on the day and then I go through my planning and I do think quite similar to you so I will write down all the things that need to get done and then I'll order them I'll number them in order of priority and I'll try to estimate how long I think each task will take. And then I go onto my calendar, my physical Google calendar and digital, not physical, and then um, allocate time slots so that I'm kind of actually taking each item off my to-do list and making it an appointment in my calendar. And I do that for everything. I do that for going to the gym, for kind of, if I have to write an article, write my newsletter, record the podcast, everything is put as a kind of like a meeting essentially in that calendar um and that's how I plan my day do you stick to your plan because I break it constantly and then I just read it um when I first started doing this I had to move things around way more and I used to be way harder on myself about it now I'm I'm I mean I don't I don't stick to it absolutely kind of religion well it's not it's not about sticking to relig- sticking to it religiously it's realistically whether you can do it it takes as you were saying about it being a practice it also takes a practice to figure out how long stuff is going to take you to do and I would say I've gotten a lot better at figuring that out so um it's very much a work in progress but it is becoming a lot easier to do that and it's also one thing I really have learned is to try and I do appreciate that this is a lot easier when you work for yourself but I am really trying to also plan things in tune with my energy levels. So for example, if I have a bunch of meetings out of the house or if I have to, um, if I'm being interviewed for someone else's podcast or something where it's kind of or taking calls where it's externally facing, I have now stopped trying to then after that adding on kind of two hours of, of work because I know that I will have drained all of my energy. So I do try to kind of, I guess, like batch my tasks and kind of in accordance to how I'm, how, what my energy levels are going to be like. Yeah, I do that too when I'm planning my days and what I'm doing when. And also because I don't really know how long stuff will take me. So I'm a bit less experienced in the work that I'm doing than you are. And so that's partly why, you know how I talked about I plan my like food and exercise Mm. because I'm like, if I'm leaving the house at 1 p.m. to come here, the absolute latest uh, I can go to the gym might be 11 to 12 for me to get ready so I'll kind of be like this is the absolute latest for you to do x and this is when you have to eat your meals so that kind of stuff doesn't move but then my work list is like the order of things the priority order of things but then I just make my way through the priority order so number one will be do your newsletter and i I don't know how long that will take, but I won't move on to the next task and blah, blah, blah. So like, that's how I kind of get around not knowing how long stuff's actually going to take. You know that there is um, a actual term for that. Well, there's a, so there's this 
productivity or sort of time management technique called the Ivy Lee method. And that's exactly what it is, where you order your task and list of priority and you're not allowed to move to the next one until you've completed. Really? Yeah. And I just did that all on my own. You did it all on your own. Oh my God. Um, What about managing housework? Because that's a big one. This is a really big one. When I first started working from home, and I guess I do this a little bit now, but not as much. I used to use housework as I would, when I would be taking my breaks, I would try to do a chore in them. Um, So for example, you know, I would be writing an article and then I would need to take a break from the screen and then I'd go and put the wash, go and put the load of washing on. Um, And I used to think, oh, wow, I'm so kind of productive and I'm just kind of killing my time and sort of I'm switching between doing work and housework and aren't I kind of just hashtag killing it. Um, But then I kind of realised that, you know, sometimes you just need, you just need to have actual breaks and a break should just be a break. And even if that means staring into space, that's what you need to do at that moment. So managing housework is a really hard one because it's really challenging because when you when you live and work at home, you are just going to, of course, just generate more mess. And it's also just physically there in front of you for you to see. But sometimes it isn't going to be your priority to deal with those chores during normal working hours. So it is a really, really hard one to manage. Um, and I try to kind of not let housework become, because housework can become also something that is really easy to procrastinate with as and, well. And never ending as never well. Ending. You can so easily spend your day doing it. I mean, I do, I'm more forgiving about doing housework during the day than life admin because at least housework I'm like walking around the house or whatever but I find it quite difficult to work when there's loads of rubbish on the breakfast bar in my flat or whatever um so what I do is however saying that so my first and second breakfasts I um I don't even put the stuff in the dishwasher I just leave it out um and I try not to do all that stuff so I basically clear up my day's meals at the end of the day um, but when I find it's got quite messy at, because, you know, the dishwasher always needs unloading and you leave everything out, I actually just go into another room because I can't bear to look at it because I don't want to spend 20 minutes doing the housework. But then sometimes during the day, I might put a wash on because I need to have it hung up before I go out and blah, blah, blah. And again, that will go on my like plan. But life admin, I'm like, I never start the day doing life admin. I think you can sink hours um making your appointments and blah 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 so I actually feel more strongly about that yeah and also it's that thing where when I was working in an office I've somehow managed to figure out way to do my life admin in between my working day and yet somehow it feels that now I work for myself it feels like my life admin is even more complicated and there's even more of it and I feel like it is a bigger sinkhole that I can just fall into um and I don't know why that is. Well, I now plan it. So I had to return a couple of things in the post office and I put in my diary to go on Saturday. Like I didn't even want to fill out the form and that meant waiting four days with the stuff. And even I tidied my room and like put the stuff I needed to return in, away in the cupboard. And um, yeah, same with like credit card bills, save it for later. Cause it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll quickly pay my credit card bill. Oh, I'll do this. And then next thing you know, an hour's passed and you haven't done anything. And I imagine if you're working from home for the first time, you're particularly at risk of doing that because you're like oh great I can make phone calls now but actually I'd really avoid doing that if possible. I think that also links really well to the other thing that can be a really big pitfall and that is 
when you share your space with other people and you're working from home. Um, I know in this particular situation, pretty much everyone is going to be kind of in this together. But one thing I used to really struggle with is if I was working from home and I had housemates who weren't home workers, I would be the default person kind of opening the door and collecting parcels and taking care of household things because I was physically at home. Um, That might be less of a concern at this point because I think everyone probably will be working from home together, which then leads you on to another big problem, which is how you share your space when there are more than one of you working from home. Yeah, I think especially if you're used to being at home on your own and then suddenly you've got an office worker with you. Um, Yeah, because I have a housemate, people have housemates, people have spouses. Um, How do we even begin to manage that? I imagine it's clear comms. Yeah, I think so. I think it's also recognising. So I've been reflecting on this because I used to live with a housemate who was not a home worker, but every time and I was working from home and every time they would kind of have the odd day when they work from home I found that so disruptive uh, and and it was nothing that they were actually doing it's just simply because in my mind the living room between you know nine and six o'clock that was my office that I went into this realm in those hours and it transformed into my office and I had complete reign over the place and it was kind of for me to sort of do with as I liked and then so if anyone else was in there in those hours I felt incredibly put out by it to the point where you know it would be really common for me to I don't know for example put the run the dishwasher or run the washing machine whilst I was working but if my housemate would come we'd be working from home and put a washing load on suddenly the washing machine noise would kind of burrow into my head and just seem like it was even louder um even though of course it wasn't so I think that I think there's that issue that it's kind of when you go into a space and you repurpose what its use is for, or if you have a kind of idea in your mind that, you know, this space is my working space and then someone comes in and disrupts it, I think that's where the challenge is. And I think it is just, as you say, it's about um, communicating really, really clearly um, and just kind of recognising that. And maybe it's a bit awkward to have that conversation, but it's a good one to have. Well, I also move around the house quite a lot because one of the pieces of advice about how, having one space that you work at, it's like, why would you do that? You can like have fun going around. But what I do when my housemate is now at home is I, and I need complete silence for writing, is I um, I work on a, uh, on a chair in my room and that's kind of where, you know how you're talking about working to your energy? That's normally in the mornings I do that. And I like shut the door, shut the door to the washing machine, shut the door to the kitchen because the dishwasher. And um, so basically I think be a bit flexible with where you are because I value the space more than maybe the comfort of being at a desk. So yeah, I guess try and create a space in your room that you can go to to completely shut yourself off, but then maybe move in the afternoon into the like communal area where maybe it matters less when you're distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, there's if you work from home with your spouse, which is what I do. Um, And to be honest, I don't really know how useful I can be on this one because Chris and I have always worked together. So I was always freelancing and he was remote working. So we've always shared our our living space has also always been our workspace. And that kind of links back to that point I was making earlier that when it's about how you define those spaces that I've never known our, our living 
quarters to not also be our joint office and so I don't feel annoyed when he's walking around putting the dishwasher on or whatever it might be um so I think that's uh, you know I've seen people tweeting kind of saying like yeah this is all well and good but how do I work from home with my partner um and I think it is it might be a shock I imagine it's a shock to the system for a lot of people because you've gone from spending hardly any time in the day with them to spending all your time with them um one thing I would say is I think it's good to also do things you know most couples need to spend more time together but when you work from home you need to almost spend less time together well, you could go for walks on your own without them because you can leave the house yeah, you're allowed course, to leave yeah. the house yeah go for little walks because I think I'm someone who doesn't ever need to be on my own actually on that note I'm a massive extrovert who works from home which um I guess we'll get on to later when we're talking about tackling loneliness um for those of us who don't have spouses to work with but if you do have a spouse I think it is that separation you'll, you'll probably have to make more active decisions to do things that you might normally do together separately whether that's go for a walk go to the shops go out in the evenings and I think again within the house space also sometimes separating off as well like I said with the housemate time yeah and one thing I would say also is kind of going back to the sort of breaking the rules one thing I have also I do think is really funny is you know we spend most of our time if we work in offices we spend our time with people we've not chosen to be around and yet I would hope that we've chosen our spouses and so embrace the fact that you get to spend more time with your other half because actually it's um you know for the most part I have nothing but positive things to say about the fact that I share my workspace with my other half who's giving me weird looks right now but it's it's so true isn't it you can make a tea and have a chat with someone that you have chosen exactly and if it turns out you realize your choice was bad then you can deal with that later (laughs) yeah exactly but the other thing I think people are quite worried about is loneliness as I kind of touched on um I think so I'm in the camp of uh, you know I know it's really binary like extrovert and introvert but I do think it's worth highlighting that I'm a natural extrovert so I'm not I don't need to be alone like I love a group holiday boarding school's like my ideal of heaven I just love being around people all the time yet I work from home by myself and I don't get lonely and how do I do that? (laughs) How do you do that? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Um, I think, well, I think it's all about almost predicting, you know, the thing with loneliness, it's almost too late once it kicks in. So again, when you're planning your week, um, make sure you do have some time and space in there. Because you, again, you can walk to people's houses maybe. And if you can't, and like work with people. So I've obviously walked to your house um, and I'm working here. And also, you can call people and communicate with people and just make sure that you have people you can reach out to. And if you really miss your colleagues, just like ring them, do a little video call. Um, so yeah, I think it's about just being really aware of how I reckon the most someone like me can go without human interaction is probably as in like in person or on the phone is up to a day. So make sure you just schedule regular interactions, I think. Well, I think that's the big thing is that you need to be doing in sort of under normal conditions of working from home and if you are by yourself at home you would need to be very proactive about your social life and your life outside of work obviously with these restrictions on social gatherings that might not be possible but you know there are ways you can get around that you can have phone calls 
you can FaceTime. I find social media really sociable. Like I'm sure loads of freelancers will agree. Like I've made friends with people over social. I post stuff. So I posted my um, fish fingers earlier and loads of people are messaging me, not loads, (laughs) a few (laughs) are messaging me about their fish fingers. And I feel like part of a community of people who are eating fish fingers at home. So you can actually, if you sort of, I think, I think the digital comms is going to be quite fun. So yeah, again, just like put stuff out there, chat to people, but not when you're being productive, obviously, and working, but. Okay, and then what about communicating with your team? So for most people, they will be working from home, but they will be part of a bigger team and they will be used to having in-person meetings and communicating in a very different way. And now they'll be at home. This is going to throw a spotlight on the issues around presenteeism in office culture, which I actually think is very exciting because you're going to have no choice but to trust your employees. And if you want your employees to do good work for you, you cannot want them to do online presenteeism via Slack or whatever you might be doing. So suddenly everyone's going to be forced to act differently. And I think that's quite exciting if done well. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a really good opportunity to actually improve your internal comms and your, you know, the way that you communicate with the rest of your team. Um, Because expecting the whole team to just be online and be able to respond to messages immediately is not going to work. Uh, I think what's really important is to actually set out the expectations and have a conversation with your team at the beginning and explain how it's going to work. So if you're going to use Slack, are you going to have core hours in which everyone is expected to be online? Will people will people be expected to make sure their statuses are always up to date? So, you know, you can use, you can have a standardized system for how you use statuses to kind of display whether you are online in a meeting or whatever, whatever the situation might be. Um, kind of have digital etiquette around how you're expected to be communicating and when, when you're supposed to be checking in and how. I think those are really important things. Yeah, I, if I ran a team, I'd have a meeting and say, okay, guys, um, when does everyone work best? What does everyone have to do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so say it was me and you, we're a team. Um, we, me and you find our mornings very sacred for um, uninterrupted, concentrated work. So I'd be like, okay, cool. Uh, no comms in the morning, but between 2 and 4 p.m., I want you on WhatsApp to reply to everything I have to say um, or Slack um, or whatever it might be. So almost agree like online hours and offline hours, but you can get there by chatting to your team about how best they work and what works for them um because you might the team might say oh I want to do a morning kickoff meeting so everyone knows what everyone's doing all day but anyway so it's just about comms and collaborating on how to get there yeah exactly and I think that pretty much brings us to the end of our working day from home which only really leaves me with one last tip which is to make sure you find a way to switch off because it's already hard enough to not be working into the evenings anyway but it's even even easier when you work from home to to let the day just run away from you and before you realize it it's 9 30 and you're still with your laptop on your lap in front of the tv so it's really really important to switch off at the end of the day um, my personal tip is i use my dog's walk as my delineator between the end of my working day and the beginning of my evening leisure time but just find some way to close the day yeah, I close the laptop, I put it in a different room and suddenly the communal kitchen living area is now my space for making food and also watching TV and having a lovely time after my wonderful day of working at home. 
thank you so much to everyone for listening um this was our special bonus episode about working from home and we wish you all happy and productive days wherever you might be working um and stay tuned because we're nearly going to be with season three yeah so best of luck sending you lots of love and you'll hear from us again soon bye bye